This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. How do you build a business that is based exclusively on referrals? By treating every customer like they're the most important one. In this episode of Good Better Broker, we talk to Patrick Stoy and Stephanie Spaulding, two top mortgage brokers who are 100% referral-based because of the premium they place on building relationships with their clients. Patrick and Stephanie share their white-glove approach to service, from the very first touch point all the way to what happens once a loan closes. That's coming up on Episode 5 of Good Better Broker. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right. Welcome back to Good Better Broker. I am pleased to be joined now by Patrick Stoy. He is the president and broker owner of MC Mortgage Group based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me today. I really, really appreciate it. So when it comes to customer service, I mean, one look at your website really tells you all you need to know because you say it right there. It's not just great customer service, it's superior service. That's really what you're looking to do with all of your clients. So Patrick, give our listeners an idea of what your approach is to really taking care of your clients. Yeah, I mean, customer service at the end of the day is making sure that everybody had a good experience and that they leave raving fans and, you know, we'll continue to just rave and tell everybody about you that allows you to keep growing your network and continue doing business long term. So you've been at this for a while now. Uh, What would you say is the role that this approach has played to the overall success of your business? So you talked a little bit about some of the calls that you make to your clients. I want to dig a bit deeper into that and have you tell our listeners what specific action items you're taking to ensure that your clients truly are getting that white glove experience. Yeah. I mean, so what we'll do is during our process, we update every Tuesday. We are literally calling the buyer, the buyer's agent, and the listing agent to let them know where we're at in the process. Um, you know, hey, the appraisal's been ordered, the appraisal's in, the appraisal's in, did it support the purchase price? Just kind of keeping everybody from a communication standpoint, you know, understanding where we're at in the process. Now, what we also do is we do what's called an all about you form up front. We really try to understand the person. Hey, what's your favorite restaurant? What kind of candy do you like? You know, what's, what's your favorite soda or cocktail? Just really understanding about them, what animals they have to just not make this a transaction, but make this a relation relationship. Um, what we do during the process is once they get basically approved and underwriting, we actually send them um, what their favorite candy is just to kind of touch base, give them something, thank, thank them for doing business with us because they had a lot of different options to choose, but you know, standing there and, and, and giving them that candy, which is just a touch point, something they like um, at closings. We try to attend all of our purchase closings, Um, That way it's face-to-face. This can be a very transactional business, and we really tried to make this relationship-driven. When it comes into their moving date, um, we have pizza delivered to them because while they're unpacking, you know, everybody likes to have something to eat and drink. So we always deliver pizza and sodas when they're moving to their new home. 
Man, your clients are well fed. Uh, we, we can at least say that with the candy and the boom. No, but but it's I, I think it's a great point because those are the little touches that are going to make you stand out and help you get those all important referrals. Speaking of which, your business is a hundred percent referral based. When you think about this approach, this overall approach to how you treat your customers, what is the impact that has on you being able to have a business that is based exclusively on referrals? Yeah, I mean, it basically leads to everything. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's always wonderful when you get a call from a previous client and they're asking you to talk to their kid and walk them through, you know, the process. And then they're trusting you um, from a, our previous relationship, knowing that we're going to give them the best advice on it to, you know, to, to make their first biggest purchase uh, that they've ever done. So very, uh, very important to, uh, to, to, to do the best you can all the time and making sure you're looking out for the client's best interest. You mentioned something a couple of minutes ago that I want to circle back to, and it involved the the whole financial picture, you know, when, when discussing uh, not just a specific mortgage that you're working on with your client, but also uh, things like their 401k. Uh, and certainly you position yourself as that, that true advisor for your clients. Why do you think that's a smart move um, for other LOs and other independent mortgage brokers? Well, I mean, it helps understand truly what you're working with because if you're just here to sell something then you know they're going to leave you for the next person that gives it gives them you know a dollar a dollar more where relationship where you're actually getting in there and understanding are they working on the other vehicles outside of their real estate are they saving 20 percent every month and putting it into another vehicle that can give them wealth are they maxing out their 401k so they're taking advantage of that you know outside of the the, you know, the asset of the house, um, because the house is going to do what it's going to do, no matter what you owe on it, <laughs> you know? And so it's just a matter of giving them the overall advice that they're balanced from not just the real estate, but they're able to have that 20% disposable income, um, to go put into investments. They've got three to six months worth of survival money that's stacked away in a savings account that doesn't get touched unless you absolutely have to. And then, you know, just, just, in the day, just making sure you've got as many tools and investments working for you. Um, you know, a lot of people are not really educated. I mean, I was not educated in this world. Um, and it, it, I will tell you that a lot of it goes through, you know, coaching programs. And I recommend that anybody that's in this business has a coach that is there for accountability um, to help learn these things to where we can truly be advisors to our customers because it's, it's scary. I mean, it's a big, big transaction and we need to make sure that we are looking at the full circle of what their family goals are, not just, you know, buying or refinancing a house. And, 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 you know, you, you talked about your, you know, your love for the numbers um, and kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together and, and right from the jump, I mean, you really like to educate your clients on, on what their true buying power is and kind of set them up for success from that standpoint, right? Yeah, I mean, really, our the first mortgage consultation that we have is not about rate. It's not about term. It is completely, let's understand what your goals are, what we're working with. You know, is there something even better there that I, you know, better than what I can offer that makes more sense? Um, and then that's really, at the end of the day, that's what people walk away with. Like, you know what? He actually gave me the right advice, not try to sell me something. Such an important point. Uh, and it goes back to what you said about relationships. Man, we, we've covered a lot of ground here and, and you've, you've given our listeners a lot of uh, actionable ideas. So I'll, I'll leave you with this. If, if you're talking to a newer loan officer or a new, newer mortgage broker in the business, 
what are the top couple of pieces of advice you're going to give them as far as how they can establish uh, this standard of superior customer service that you have been able to establish? Well, I'll tell you the first thing is you got to build a team. I mean, that is really the big piece of it because, you know, our bandwidth to have a work-life balance as, as, as much as we want to help as many people as possible, you really still have to maintain that work-life work life balance. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, the biggest thing is building that team behind you, people that are knowledgeable, people that are dedicated to helping people, customer service driven. I would say that that is probably the smartest thing. It's, I know it's always, you know, like, oh, I, mean, I got to spend money and pay somebody and do this. But at the end of the day, that only allows you to help more people because now your bandwidth is doubled with one person. Now you got a second person and really just building that team that's back there to support you that can take a lot of the red time stuff off of you. Um, I would say is probably the biggest thing um, that you can do to, to, to really provide that customer service because you can't do it all. You can't do it all on your own. Um, second one, and be like I mentioned on it earlier, was you know coaching program. Um, whether it's you know there's there's multiple ones out. There's marketing mortgage marketing animals. There's building champions. There's a core. I mean, there's just different ones. It just depends on what works for you. Um, I would recommend getting into a program as soon as possible in your career, um, and then just doing the right thing. I mean, even if, you know, the deal does not make sense and you know that the advice is better to tell them not to do something, it will pay off in the long run to give them the right advice. So just being a good person. You asked me the top three things. Yep. That's it. Because, you know, we all want to go to bed tonight, laying our head down, knowing we did the best job we could today. Well said. Well said, Patrick. Patrick Stoy, president of MC Mortgage Group. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. I really appreciate it. And uh, take care, Justin. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. All right, I am pleased to welcome Stephanie Spaulding. She is a mortgage broker and president of Allied Pacific Financial out of San Diego, California. Stephanie, welcome to Good Better Broker. Hi there. How are you? I am doing great. And I'm going to be even better, and so are our listeners, when they hear all about your approach to treating your customer, Stephanie, because this is the only job you've ever had in your entire life. My entire life. Which is amazing, by the way. Mm -hmm. Congrats to you for having such a a successful career. Uh, And you've been able to do it by being very intentional Mm -hmm. in the way that you treat each and every one of your clients. Share with our listeners, Stephanie, what your overall approach is to customer service. Okay. Well, we have a little bit different of a business model than many brokers out there. Every client that comes to us, our motto is we want them to leave happier than when they first met us. Um, So we try to treat clients, every single client, as if they are the most important client in our entire database. And I think that kind of oozes from not just me, but um, my processors, my support staff, just so that their their questions are always answered and they feel important. So what kinds of processes, Stephanie, does your company have in place to ensure, like you just said, that every single client 
uh, feels like they're the most important client? You know, in order to make a client feel important, number one, you need to answer your phone. Uh, You need to return phone calls. And um, part of our business motto is, is that we always return all of our phone calls. We try to answer the phone. However, you know, sometimes you're busy or on another call, but definitely we return all phone calls by the end of the day. When, when you're talking about doing this, I mean, you told me you've got over 5,000 clients throughout the state of California. So you, you got to have a team around you. So when, when yeah. you're putting together your team, how do you ensure that they are going to be on the same exact wavelength as you when it comes to the standard you have for customer service? Well, number one, um, my processors are paid very, very well. Um and they deserve it. They, you know, my main processor, she funds 40 to 50 loans a month and she does not have an assistant, just herself. Um, you know, all my girls, you know, I mean, they're capable of funding 40 plus loans a month. Um, and yes, processors can fund more loans than that. However, generally they have, you know, an assistant processor, a, you know, a setup person. Uh, my girls take it start to finish so that the client, this is part of what makes the client feel so good, is that they have two points of connection. One, myself, number two, the processor. And then also we really bank on repeat business and those clients coming to us once they do a loan with with us that they never leave. So when they come back to do a loan, uh, they're working with the same processor and they're familiar with them and they feel comfortable. So our barrier uh, to entry, or I should say our resistance to somebody doing a refinance is very low because we try to make it as easy as possible. So, One interesting thing about the way you approach your customers, Stephanie, is that, as you said, you always take the phone calls and it may not be right away. It may not be within the hour. Maybe it's by the end of the day, but you're going to talk to every single client. What are those conversations like, you know, especially up front? How are you putting them at ease, assuring them that everything's going to get handled and that you are going to be somebody who they absolutely 100% would refer their friends and family to? So one thing, when you're taking your initial loan out with the client, you can have an assistant do that. I choose not to have an assistant do that. Reason being, that gives me the opportunity to be on the phone with the client for 15 minutes, a half hour to endear them towards us as a company and and to give them the assurance that they're going to be well taken care of. So when you're filling out, you know, your 1003 and you're asking them just, you know, the standard questions like how many kids they have, how old they are, things of that nature, that opens the door to be like, oh, my gosh, where are your kids going to college? Oh, that's great. You know, uh, my kids went there are, you know, I hear it's a great college. It just opens up uh, the ability to have conversations with clients on more of a personal level so that they feel important. Is that, in your opinion, something that's underrated in this business? You know, because yes, a loan, a mortgage is a transaction by nature, but just taking the time, you as the the president of your company, to try and get to know somebody, even if it's on a very, you know, superficial level, like the questions you were just asking, is that something you think that might get looked over as far as its importance goes? Um, I do. I think it's greatly looked over. Many of my clients, you know, throughout the years, we've actually, we were friends. We actually do things on social levels. Um, I've taken care of them. I've taken, now I'm taking care of their kids. 
they don't make real estate moves or financial moves with their, with their mortgage without calling me first. And also by having that connection with the client and, and them having the trust in you and you as a company, we get a tremendous amount of referrals. I can say that I started my business like this, you know, I don't want to date myself, but quite, quite a number of years ago. And probably within four years of starting this company, I quit taking new clients. I was able to just work on um, my existing database and any referrals that they sent me. So we've been 100% referral for about 20 years. You know, it's funny because just, just listening to you talk and thinking about customer service as a whole, you know, more often than not, we remember the negative experiences we have, mm-hmm. whether it's at a restaurant or working with a vendor online. From your experience, the positive experiences that you have given your clients, what types of feedback do you get from them at the end of the process when it's all said and done, when the dust is cleared, when they've got their keys or they've signed papers for their refinance? What are what are they telling you, Stephanie, just about the service that you and your company have delivered to them? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. When I was um, just in the office last week down in San Diego, um, we were looking through some old records and we have a binder back in the olden days when people used to actually send you cards and stuff like that and flowers. This like this thick with thank you cards and letters and, and you know, cards from flowers and things of that nature. Now, you know, I mean, we get a tremendous amount of emails from our clients thanking us after the transaction closes, but we also very, you know, the last couple of years have solicited clients to place reviews about us on Yelp and Google. And I'll tell you, I read those reviews probably about six months ago and I almost started crying. They were so sweet. I mean, just so sweet that you can make such a difference in people's lives. That is cool to hear. Very, very cool. Um, speaking of when the when the loan closes, I, I mean, some LOs out there might just kind of, you know, that's it. You know, they they wash their hands of it at that point onto the next one. Uh, you actually take the time to call every single person after the loan funds. What what? Why is that an approach that you like to take? Well, when a loan funds, I personally call every single client and I call them on the day it funds. So I've got my little, you know, task list every, you know, single afternoon and I call every single client when the loan funds. And when I call that client, you know, my general delivery is, "Hey, you know, Susie, I just wanted to call and let you know that you're loan funded and what a pleasure it was working with you." Um, just know that now you're in our database and you know, if I see anything better for you in the horizon, you know, you'll definitely hear from me, you know, as you know, we're really proactive and then just keep in mind, if you have any friends or neighbors that need to refinance, send them my way. So there and you go. It's, often, it's that asking part yeah. right there. So oftentimes, you know, I get a voicemail, but I just leave, you know, the voicemail and then they usually follow up with an email telling me the same, like, gosh, you guys were so great, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then above and beyond that, if I get them on the phone, then it gives me another opportunity to be in front of their face and to chat them up a little bit. So what advice can you share with other LOs out there, other mortgage brokers out there who you know, maybe don't dedicate quite as much time or as much effort as you do to customer service? You know, what, what are a couple of, piece of pieces of advice that you would share with them? Um. 
You know, I would say that your clients should be your friends. Um, they should be your friends by the end of the transaction. Um, and also you really need to treat every client, like I said, as if they're the most important client to you. And one thing that will happen when you take that approach is you will see that your referral business goes through the roof. I mean, that's how we built our business was based upon repeat clients and referrals. And to be three to four years in and be able to change our business model so that it was just repeat clients and referrals, you know, I think we're, we're doing a pretty darn good job at it. So I would say, take the time, take the time to call your clients. It just doesn't take that much effort and it makes your job a whole lot easier. Uh, Stephanie Spaulding, great, great tips for our listeners out there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. Have a great day. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.